The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Look out, look out, look out. Wait till you hear our guest today. Get ready to be rocked. This is Joyce Bender with Disability Matters. Hello, Happy New Year to all of my great listeners. Love you all so much. I said that because we have the Chief Operating Officer, the new Chief Operating Officer of the American Association of People with Disabilities. He is so well-known in the disability community nationally and truly. You know I don't say this often. I know him, and he is the real deal. Welcome to the show, Mr. Enthusiasm, Michael Murray. Oh, Joyce Spender, it is always an honor to be with you and, uh, and uh, so excited to be here. Um, I feel like i got to pump it up another level because I'm sitting here with Joyce Spender. So much energy going on. I know. This may, we may break down the satellite lines here, Michael. People are going to have to take a nap after we get done, Joyce. I'm, I'm telling you, um, a little too much energy. They might need us to back off. That's right. And by the way, you are not the chief operating officer. You are the chief enthusiastic officer. <laughs> Thank you for that new title. I'll accept it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Michael, for our listeners, for let's see, out of the whole United States, for those 10 people that do not know Michael Murray, how did you first become involved in the disability community? Oh, Joyce, that, that, I appreciate that question, and I always love uh, talking about that, uh, that connection. Um, you know, Joyce, my, my father was a person with a disability. He had something called chronic fatigue syndrome, which I know many of your listeners will now know what it is, but when my father was first diagnosed with CFS, uh, it was really not uh, a well-known disability. Uh, it wasn't even recognized uh, by most doctors. And so uh, my first introduction was really through my dad. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my father, because of CFS, it's kind of like having the flu all the time. And it lowered his immune system, and he ended up getting a whole slew of other disabilities because of it. He had uh, uh, diverticulitis, a pulmonary embolism, um, blood clots, uh, a hernia about the size of a grapefruit towards the end of his life, um, two brain cancer surgeries, um, a colostomy bag towards the end of his life, two full knee replacement surgeries. I mean, just a whole slew of stuff. Um, but, Joyce, I tell you, my father was an amazing father, and not in spite of his disability, but in part because of it. My father was an amazing father, and not in spite of his disability, but in part because of it. Um, and I'll give you a quick example. I don't want to take too much time, but I love stories, as I know that you do. Um, you know, when my dad, uh, uh, you know, he couldn't play sports with me. And, and it's something that I know that a lot of sons and daughters really enjoy with their parents. And my dad wanted me to have that experience, but physically he just couldn't do it. Um, but he or couldn't go out there and throw the football or the baseball or anything like that, which is probably why I'm so bad at uh, at sports. Um, <laughs> but uh, he found out that I like to run. And so he signed me up for a 5K race, and then he would train with me. He'd get in his minivan next to me, and he'd drive along and and train with me. Come on, son, you're doing a good job. Come on, keep pushing it. You're doing great. Just keep running. Run faster, I'm going to hit you with the car. Come on. Um, and then uh, the day of that 5K race, Joyce, my, my dad came out there, and he walked a mile with me beforehand. 
um, and it put him in an ambulance. Oh, but my God. He did it just so that I could have that experience. And my father was an amazing father, not in spite of his disability, but in part because of it. So when I realized that um, I had a disability in third grade, I couldn't read. <clears throat> and, uh, and when I became aware and started to really come uh, into my disability and understand it, um, as a person with a learning disability and ADHD, um, my my father's influence had such a great and profound effect on how I viewed disability because I saw it um, uh, as something that definitely had hard parts to it, but also as something that's an incredible asset, um, that I, as a person with a disability, have something valuable to offer, not in spite of my disability, but in part because of those experiences, that background, the way that I view the world, bring something unique that our community, that my school needed, um, that my work needs. Um, and I think that that's what we as people with disabilities also bring to the table, um, whether we're talking about employment, whether we're talking about uh, our school systems, our communities, our homes. Um, we as people with disabilities are a valuable part of society, um, and not in spite of being a person with a disability or not in spite of being a woman or being a person of color, we have something valuable to offer in part because of that identity and what we bring to the table. So that was my introdu introduction to the disability community. Wow. What an introduction. Father and then son. And look at you now, Michael. Uh, now, listen, a lot of people, Michael, as you well know, have a disability, but they don't all decide um, to be an advocate the way you did. What was that? Why? Why did you do this? Why did you dedicate your whole life to this? Yeah, you know, I, I think um, it, it was a natural progression um, uh, of seeing things that needed to change. You know, when, uh, when I was going through, I know many of your callers will appreciate uh, the, how hard it is to go through the IEP process um, uh, an individualized education plan. Um, and I, I also went through that. And I can remember sitting around the table with um, my father, um, who was still alive at that time, and uh, these, uh, my teachers who knew me and knew my enthusiasm and my excitement and my commitment. Um, but then they had a professional come in who, uh, guess what, he tested me on all the things I was really bad at, um, which is, is pretty common, right? And then uh, sitting around this table, he looks at my dad and he says, um, you know, you may want to ask your son to leave the room. And my dad said, no, no, anything that, that you need to say, you can say with him in here. And he said, okay, well, um, the reality is, is that your son uh, is never going to learn to read and we should uh, start focusing on technical skills. We should move him to a technical school where he can uh, start focusing on technical skills. Um, now, my father, being the amazingly strong uh, Christian, uh, humble man that he was, uh, stood up in the middle of the meeting and said, uh, BS, not actually BS, uh, and then walked out of the room. Um, and my father taught me to read in a year. Um, but that experience, I think, again, really informed my uh, my advocacy because it was it, it made me realize that there are things that we can do to systematically change our society and to improve it by being more inclusive of people with disabilities um, and it just became a lifelong passion from from there on out all the way through college uh, and uh, and obviously my my career and having the opportunity to serve the disability community has um, uh, it gets me excited every single day. I have so much enthusiasm because I love what we do. We do amazing work, and, it, and, it's, and it's an honor to serve. Yes, well, it's an honor to have you. Wow, you're such a good example for young people. And I hope everyone listening listens to every word he says. But right now, we're going to get ready to go to break first. A special thank you to Highmark. Blue Cross Blue Shield, and Covestro for being a sponsor of Disability Matters. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, at voiceamerica.com. 
www.thepowerofthenews.com. We'll be right back with Michael. Don't go away. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. We're talking to Michael Murray the new Chief Operating Officer of the American Association of People with Disabilities, that national organization that impacts people with disabilities throughout the United States. Before we continue talking to Michael, I think we have a caller on the line. Uh, Laura, are you on the line? I am, Joyce. Hello. How are you, Laura? I am good. Uh, okay, so this is for those listening to the show. Laura Seen uh, is a young woman I met years ago in Delaware that I have remained a close friends with, and she is all about politics. So go ahead, Laura. You're talking to Michael Murray. Uh, do you have a question for him? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, Michael, um, obviously we're in an important election cycle. Um, what is uh, AAPD doing in terms of their get-out-the-vote uh, effort? Uh, you know, with the Iowa caucuses being less than two weeks away, so, yeah. That is, uh, Laura, thank you so, so much, and I appreciate that question. And I think that that dives straight into where I think Joyce and I wanted to go next, which is what is the mission of AAPD? Um, and the mission of AAPD is to increase the political and economic power of people with disabilities. Um, and uh, I, I think we definitely want to lay that foundation uh, as we move forward so that we can uh, talk about some of those things in context. Um, but uh, so, so I, I, Joyce, I can answer that now and jump straight into what we're doing around voting. Or Yeah, no, uh, go right, you can go right ahead. All right, all right. So, you know, AAPD is all about the political and economic uh, power of people with disabilities and how we increase that. And so 20 years ago, um, the founders of AAPD um, really came together with the principles in mind of nothing about us without us. How do we create an organization for people with disabilities, by people with disabilities, and Justin Dart, one of our founders, I think one of the principles that really drove him, uh, and obviously I, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't here, um, uh, I still had hair uh, 20 years ago and was a, was a young man, so, uh, uh, but I know that one of his real focuses was how do we build solidarity in the disability community? How do we bring people together? And so with that in mind, with those principles in mind, and with the mission in mind, um, we really see AAPD fulfilling a valuable role around uh, uh, 
uh, in the disability community that really, I think, I was trying to think of the best way to describe it, and I think I'm going to use three different points to describe the way that we uh, see our role in the disability community. The first is that we see ourselves and we, uh, we are a bridge that connects people. Um, uh, that really connects the disability community um, with the outside community, and I can give examples of that. We're also a really a table that convenes. We're conveners. We bring together the disability community to build that uh, solidarity, to have those conversations about how we talk to one another and how we can uh, increase our political and economic power. And then ultimately, we want to be a platform and a voice um, uh, with the disability community that can really push um, our mission forward. Um, and so uh, there are lots of different examples of how we do this, how we connect people, how we uh, really convene the disability community, create that solidarity, and thirdly, how we um, act as that platform or that voice and opportunity to make sure that we're heard. Um, uh, one example is definitely voting. Um, and one of the, the things that we really want to focus on around voting is ensuring that, uh, uh, that the disability, there, there's lots of incredible stuff going on all around the country. Um, uh, and Bob Kafka, uh, who's going to be working with Helena Berger along with Christine Griffin um, and, uh, and some other incredible folks from the Disability Rights Network, um, uh, NDRN, uh, we're going to be working together as a team to really be that table that convenes folks, that brings people together so that you can say, okay, this is happening in Minnesota um, and this is happening in California. How can we share ideas? How can we ensure that, uh, that we're coming up with the best things that are really going to push things forward? Um, and then also talking about how do we become a, a platform to ensure that our voice is heard and that we're connecting with the candidates in a way that, um, again, really increases our political and economic power. And, Laura, I think you bring up a really good point that um, the, during the election is one of the best times to connect with these candidates and to really engage with them in a way that they realize that we as a constituency, that we as people with disabilities um, have a lot of power and have the ability to really influence not only the votes, um, but also the way that things are implemented. And so getting access to us, working with us as the disability community is beneficial to any um, person who wants to be elected. And so we really see our role in the voting area as a convener, as a place to bring different folks together. And we're going to be doing um, a campaign called Rev Up, um, and we, we definitely want to talk more um, uh, about that and get more information out there, and we'll be um, utilizing that platform. So we'll, uh, I, I, enough on that example. We'll give lots of other examples um, when Joyce is ready to move on. Well, first of all, Laura, thank you so much for that question. This young woman is a dynamo. She's always worried about the vote. She's a great national leader, um, and I think... You know, Michael, it's so important for everyone to register to vote. I always say, I don't care what your party is, but I do care that you're registered. Absolutely. You know, if you don't register to vote, then don't complain because you had the chance to make a difference. So, um, and, and I know AAPD is going to lead the way on that, getting people registered to vote. So that is so great. Uh, and Michael, one other thing that I know you love is the internship program. I know oh, you love it. Yeah. I, I so do. Not I only do. do I want you to tell our listeners, but if there are young college students interested, if you could let them know how you get to participate in this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, again, going back to, um, uh, to the things that AAPD does and the way that we, um, our space in the disability community and what we really see um, as the way that we're impacting the disability community, one of those is creating bridges that connects 
um, employers and people with disabilities. And we've got a lot of programs that do this throughout the country. Um, and one of those is the AAPD Summer Internship Program. And Joyce is right. I love talking about this program. We bring college students from all across the country to Washington, D.C. for a 10-week internship program where um, we pay for housing, we pay for travel, uh, we provide a stipend, and then we place these interns with uh, members of Congress, um, high-level political appointees, um, uh, private industry, nonprofit, all over D.C. And what we really see these interns um, doing is being the ambassadors from the disability community to these various different parts um, of, of our government um, and ensuring that uh, when folks are thinking about how they implement uh, different programs throughout the country, that they're, they've got a person with a disability there who's opening up doors for other people with disabilities and representing us in a strong way. So, Joyce, you know, I love telling stories, and you'll have to forgive me for telling another one. Um, one intern that I love to talk about is my dear friend, Zach. Um, Zach uh, is, uh, uh, is in Ohio, and he um, was getting his degree at uh, Wright State University. Um, brilliant young man, uh, very high GPA, doing just incredible stuff. Um, uh, but when he first was interested in applying for the program, um, uh, he reached out to me and said, you know, Michael, um, I'm, I'm concerned that I'm not going to get the opportunities that are really going to allow me to succeed because I'm deaf, blind, and I'm a wheelchair user. And so Zach had his own, has his own specific sign language um, that he utilizes uh, specifically around the alphabet so that uh, he can know what's being said, which you know, there were some accommodation needs there. Um, and, of course, when I talked to him, I said, Zach, of course, apply. You're, you're wonderful. You're smart. You're enthusiastic. You're funny. Uh, we, we want you um, to be a part of the program. So he applied, um, uh, worked with a uh, high-level political appointee in government all summer, did just an awesome job, got to connect with other young people um, uh, and recent college grads, uh, uh, throughout the summer who also have disabilities and really form that tight-knit community. Um, and ultimately, he's gone on. He's getting his master's now. Um, he was appointed by President Obama to a, uh, a presidential committee that's focused on implementing things for people with disabilities. And so, uh, again, Zach is just one of hundreds of examples where uh, we've given uh, uh, we've been that bridge that's connected uh, employers with people with disabilities so that they can really see that we as people with disabilities have incredible things to offer in the workplace. Wow. So if anyone is interested, what do they need to do? Well, Joyce, um, unfortunately, our deadline for applying was January 15th. Um, so definitely the first thing that you should do is go to AAPD's website, sign up for the Disability Download, which is uh, a monthly um, e-newsletter that we send out to folks that gives you lots of great information about the work that we're uh, uh, engaged in around the country, but also uh, the awesome things that all of our partners are doing. Um, and that will ensure that folks stay informed and are able to, uh, to apply. But I can tell you, Joyce, this year um, – we, we don't have the numbers in quite yet, but we've got over 200 applications, very diverse candidate pool from all across the country, um, and, uh, and so we really did a great job of getting that word out, and for folks who didn't catch us this year, we definitely want them to engage uh, next year, and there are also lots of other opportunities uh, in the D.C. area for this summer. Um, so... Uh, so we'll definitely go online and sign up for the disability download. Well, and they can be ready for the following year. So That's they can right. get Absolutely. on board. They can go get on board for the following year. Um, and I hope that, uh, that everyone will because, wow, it's such a great program. It really is. It is such a great program. Um, AAPD.com. I am so proud to be on the board of this organization. Uh, it, it is just the best of the best. 
AAPD.com. Right now, we're going to break. Just tune in again as soon as we're off the air. You don't want to miss one moment of this conversation with Michael Murray, COO of AAPD. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking to Michael Murray, the new COO of the American Association of People with Disabilities, but certainly not new to the disability community nationally. A tremendous, wonderful person that I just love so much. And, Michael, we have so many exciting things coming up, but one is the Academy Awards of the Disability Community. And you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. The The AAPD Gala. And the Hearn Award. And, I mean, I know this year um, I have great co-chairs in the fundraising area. I have just, you know, I have Dora Bush. I have Senator Harkin. I, I mean, I have so many people. And we're giving an award to Valerie Jarrett. Most important, highlight of the night, the Hearn Award winner. So, Michael, do you want to talk about the Hearn Award winners and the gala and where it is and what the date is? Absolutely. So first off, I, I, I have to start by uh, thanking you, Joyce, for the amazing work that you um, do for AAPD all year, but then also um, as, as our gala co-chair and really helping us lead the charge uh, for this incredible event um, it would not be the same without you, and so we're always just so so grateful. Um, and and again, I think that this is a platform and an uh, and a time when our voice really gets to be elevated um, uh, throughout the country, and we get to highlight some really important issues and ensure that we as the disability community um, are heard on a national scene. And I think that this gala really does that. It's on March 23rd. I'd encourage everybody to go online. You can buy tickets now. Um, uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. As Joyce said, we are um, highlighting and awarding uh, Valerie Jarrett this year um, for her work around Section 503 of the Rehabilitation Act. Um, Section 503 ensures that federal contractors uh, can fulfill their affirmative action obligations around the employment of people with disabilities. Um, it's a very exciting initiative 
um, which is really going to open up more and more doors. And I know a dear friend of both of ours, Joyce, my, uh, yours and mine, is Tony Coelho, um, who is the primary author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, uh, former um, whip of Congress, and uh, altogether just a wonderful man. But he said this. He said, the new regulations under Section 503 will have as great an impact on the lives of Americans with disabilities as the ADA. Now, this is the guy who wrote the ADA. Um, and so for him to say that these new regulations that are going to uh, really help us as people with disabilities uh, get into the employment sector is a pretty big deal. Um, and Valerie Jared, um, who uh, is at the White House and, and really uh, is, is one of President Obama's right-hand uh, ladies, um, uh, uh, really helped us lead this charge to make this happen. And so we're excited to highlight that new and exciting initiative and that work and uh, the awesome work that she's done. But my favorite part of the night, not that all of it isn't wonderful, um, but I think the real thing that we love to do is to elevate the work of emerging leaders throughout the disability community. And so we do this through what's called the Hearn Awards. Um, and uh, every year we give $10,000 to two different Hearn Awardees um, to recognize the awesome work that they're doing and ultimately to give them a platform to elevate and to raise their work so that uh, they can continue to have a national impact and really join with the AAPD team um, to make a huge difference throughout the year. So they're our Hearn Awardee for an entire year. Um, and this year we've got some incredible, incredible folks that have applied, and obviously the decisions have not been made and nothing's been announced, but so many awesome people. One, one person that comes to mind uh, is focused on a project that's helping parents of people or people with disabilities who are becoming parents navigate that new and exciting experience. Um, and, you know, for those of us with disabilities, that can sometimes be scary. Um, if you're a wheelchair user who's about to have a child, you may be wondering, how am I, what, what are things that I can do so that I can make this happen and be a good parent? Um, and her whole project uh, is focused around connecting parents of people with disabilities with other potential parents or with other parents uh, uh, with disabilities so that it can be for us and by us and we can really talk about um, uh, how, how we are parents um, and how we can support each other as parents. And so that is just one example of an incredible issue um, that may be highlighted during, uh, the, during the gala and during the Hearn Awards, but we've had some really incredible past Hearn Awardees who have uh, continued to go on to just do amazing things in the disability community and have such an impact. And we really see this night as an opportunity to elevate that work. Um, and, and we get excited about it. We really do, don't we, Joyce? Oh, I love it. It is awesome. And I just hope everyone can attend. I really do. Hey, we've got a caller on the line right now, uh, Michael. Jenny, are you on the line? Yes, I am, Joyce. How are you today? Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? Good, good. You have a question for Michael? Well, I just want to thank him for everything that he's doing uh, in the disability community about bullying. Uh, it's just so vital. It's just, uh, it impacts so many people and, uh, I know I work with uh, school children with disabilities and uh, we have issues that uh, we do evaluations and bullying is just so prominent. Oh, and, Thank you. Thank uh, Michael, I don't know if you've met Jenny. She knows Tony very well. As a matter of fact, her son was on the cover of Epilepsy USA with Tony uh, and sadly uh, he took his own life at the age of, what, 19, or how 20. old was he? 20. He was 20. And, and Jenny is one of those great people that has turned her life into advocacy, trying to, you know, help other young people with disabilities not take the same path. Uh, so 
I just wanted you to know how strongly she feels about this. Jenny, I, I, I can't, you know, I, I will thank you so much for calling in um, uh, and, and for highlighting that, that important work that we do. And uh, Joyce and I both share an incredible passion uh, around this, um, not only because as a young person with a disability, I experience bullying, um, but also just because we, we see the impact that it has. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that there are a few things two things very quickly that I want to point out here. One, um, I'm sure that you've probably seen it, Jenny, but for those who haven't, if you go to AAPD's website and look up bullying, there's an incredible PSA that we worked on um, uh, that went out all over the place, um, and it's got young people with disabilities, um, and they're, they're talking about, uh, one of them says, I'm going to be a valedictorian. I'm uh, I love to play soccer. I love to do this. I'm, uh, you know, I love science and math. Um, I like to read, you know, so all these different things. And then they uh, say, and I am not. And then it goes to the next person. I am not. I am not going to be bullied. Um, and it's young people with disabilities speaking out and saying that they're not going to be bullied. Um, and I think that it sends a powerful message of, uh, we as people with disabilities are not going to stand for this anymore. Our young people aren't going to stand for it. Um, uh, we as the disability community who, have, uh, who are uh, a bit older and may have less hair aren't going to stand for it. Um, and, and, and I think that there are things systematically that we need to do. It's, it's not only about talking about the issue of bullying, um, but it's also about ensuring that, um, that our teachers, for example, um, really have the right perspective around people with disabilities. One of uh, the recent um, uh, things that we've engaged in um, and, a, and a way that we've utilized our platform was uh, the president of NEA, which is the largest teachers' union, uh, did a speech, and during that speech, she called um, people with disabilities retarded and medically annoying. Um, and she did it in what she thought was a joking way, uh, talking about all the hard things that teachers have to do. Um, but I think that her statement really, and, and we, we publicly denounced that um, and worked in coalition with other disability organizations um, to, uh, to really push NEA to make an apology. Um, the NEA president did make that apology. Um, but I think that part of what we've also got to do is help to influence our teachers so that they see the real value that we as people with disabilities bring to the classroom. Um, and because uh, I really think that they help set that tone. So there's work that we've got to do there, work that we've got to do around educating other young people, and then work that we've got to continue to do around educating young people with disabilities to be advocates. Um, so uh, I, I really appreciate you bringing that up, and thank you for, for sharing that with us. Thank you for both of those points. I'll certainly... Uh point the families and teachers in the direction of your website and that PSA that just sounds wonderful and uh, we just have to continue advocating and educating around us because that uh, what that ignorant um, person said is just so um, brutal and when what people say in a joking manner is no joke and the more that we can enlighten people um, the better. No joke is right. No joke. Jenny Emerson, thank you so much for calling. You are a champion. Thank you, Jenny. It's, it's always good talking to you, Joyce, my friend. All righty. So, Michael, this is a very big deal to me, but I know it is to everyone at AAPD, and we just have to keep on keeping up the fight to prevent horrible things like what happened to uh, Sam, who also lived with epilepsy and depression. So, you know, we've got to keep up that, that fight, and I know you will as COO. And, Michael, you have so many other things going on uh, at AAPD. How about this technology forum? Oh, Joyce, I'm, I'm grateful that you brought that up. 
And again, I think that this is another example of how AAPD um, really plays the role of a convener. We pull together um, major disability advocacy groups and industry representatives um, like Verizon and AT&T to talk about uh, uh, technology and to really not only engage with the disability community around things that need to be improved, but also to realize that we as people with disabilities have something really valuable that we can add to the innovation, the creativity, the new ideas, the new perspectives that lead to better products. Um, And I always love to use this example of text messaging. It was originally designed for deaf folks. But now we all utilize it. It's good for people with disabilities. It's good for um, uh, for any of us who plan to be text messaging or, or don't want to have to get on the phone with someone. But it's also very good for business. Um, you know, I, I know when my mom got the Verizon bill before we had unlimited texting, we realized that it was very good for business, right? Um, and so... Uh, again, I think that's just one example, and what we do around this technology forum is bring together some really incredible folks to have in very dynamic conversations, um, and we recently released a report with uh, the National Council on Independent Living around something called the Internet of Things, and we don't have time to go into it today, but I'd really encourage folks to go check out that uh, uh, that information. It, it's it's really valuable and it's really good for those of us with disabilities as we engage in this conversation. Oh, it, it, how important it is. And Michael, um, I, I have to ask you a question before we go on. Uh, we've talked about so many things, and by the way, are there any other programs at AAPD that we've missed? Oh. Well, Joyce, we've got uh, so many things that we could sit here talking about all day from the Innovation Institute um, to the policy work that we're doing to our Emerging Leaders Program um, uh, to Disability Mentoring Day. Um, Joyce Bender, you're an amazing oh, disability mentor. Oh, let's talk about that. Leader. Let's talk about Disability Mentoring Day. Yes. Yes. So um, every year um, in the third week in October, um, volunteers throughout the country coordinate what's called Disability Mentoring Day events, which is a one-day job shadowing uh, opportunity for young people with disabilities to engage with business um, around employment, learn new and exciting skills, really engage with business. And what this does is it decreases fear and increases competency. So it decreases the fear of the employer because they're saying, hey, this could be my kid. And it increases their competency because they're learning uh, what it's like to interact with a person with a disability. On our side, it's also decreasing our fear. We're saying, hey, I could work here. I could do this. And it's increasing our competency because we're learning new skills. And Joyce, uh, the, the work that you do in Pittsburgh around Disability Mentoring Day, and then you carry it all year round. The work that you do around the Bender Leadership Academy, connecting young people um, and and teaching them the skills that they need to move on in employment is so valuable, and there are so many folks throughout the country doing amazing work. Um, And at AAPD, we we support that uh, network of folks and and try to uh, uh, elevate that work to make sure that we're integrated into the work environment because we've got something valuable to offer. Oh, I love Disability Mentoring Day. And listen, if you're listening to the show right now, third Wednesday of every October, you want to make a change in your company, you want to show everyone that you're committed to the disability community, here is an easy way to start. Disability Mentoring Day. If I can throw out one more thing, I, I, I recently had the opportunity to interact with our dear friends at Goldman Sachs. And they take Disability Mentoring Day, um, and it's an opportunity for um, folks to interact with, uh, uh, with, you know, their employment sector, but then they ultimately lead it into internships so that young people with disabilities are not only getting that one-day experience but also getting internships that are leading to jobs, uh, that are leading to economic uh, self-sufficiency and economic power and real jobs that pay real wages. And so 
Um, uh, you know, I, I think there are so many models out there of how we're utilizing this to make a real impact. Um, and so I, I, I agree. I love this program. Well, Michael, you know, I think about you, and as I said, I think about Chief Enthusiasm Officer. Um, you had to have a role model. You, ha- you had to have someone that you looked up to that inspired you to be the young man you are today. Who would that be? It's the person who inspired me to be the person I am today? Yes. Uh, that would definitely be my dad, but I've had so many inspirations along the way. Um, uh, you know, one person that, uh, that comes, uh, there are so many people. Man, Joyce, I, that's a hard, that is the hardest question that you've asked me today because I can think of so many folks who have really invested in my life from Vicki Smith to Andy Imperato to um, your, your amazing right hand, Mary Brocker, so many folks that uh, have really given me opportunities, Helena Berger, um, just so many folks that uh, that I value. That's that's too hard a question to answer. I can't do it, Joyce. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you have so many, Michael. You have so many because people love you so much. Uh, well, I'm, I'm honored that they've invested in my life, and I want to do the same to others and invest in their lives. And I think that's what it's all about. It's, you know, when we invest in each other, when we build each other up, when we strengthen the disability community and solidarity, that's when we see the biggest impact and that's where we're moving. You know, Michael, what, you know, you've got the whole world before you with AAPD, but what do you, what do you hope to see happen over the next three years? Wow. That, that, that's also a, a really big question. Um, I think, again, uh, I want to see us continue to make a huge impact on the employment of people with disabilities. I am so, so passionate about this topic. There are so many ways that we can do that, from legislation to on the ground to mobilizing the grassroots, things around voting. Um, we've got another program that we didn't have time to mention, which is the Interfaith Disability Advocacy Coalition that's bringing together members of the faith community to talk about important issues. And one of the issues that, uh, that they've highlighted is, uh, is around um, uh, gun violence um, and, uh, and really recognizing the fact that people with psychiatric disabilities are no more likely to commit gun violence than anyone else. In fact, we're more, far more likely to end up being the victims of violence. Um, and so really highlighting some of those issues, changing the social norms so that we as people with disabilities are an integrated part of our society um, and we're increasing that political and economic power. Um, I think we can get all that done in three years, Joyce. Let's do it. Well, if anyone can, you can, Michael. So, Michael, look what you've done. Wow, you've done so much. For a young man, look how much you have accomplished. But if you had to say one thing, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Yeah, that, that's, that's also uh, a, really, a really hard one. I think if we're just going to focus on work, my greatest accomplishment um, uh, and, and something that I'm very proud of is when I uh, worked in the federal government responsible for overseeing um, 56 different federal agencies around the employment of people with disabilities. Uh, we really aimed that ship in the right direction, and there are now more people with disabilities by percentage and by real number working in the federal government than at any point in history. Um, and I think that that's, that really speaks to the fact that if any employer commits to hiring those of us with disabilities, we deliver. Um, We've got everything that you need. If you need a scientist, we've got it. If you need a technician, we've got it. You need a receptionist, we've got it. You need a COO, CEO, whatever you need, we as people with disabilities can offer that. And uh, I'm really proud of the work that we did there and to be a part of the team that helped to make that happen and increase the diversity and inclusion inside of the federal government. And so that, I think that's a definite accomplishment that, uh, that we're, we're proud of in the disability community. Well, I, I think you have so much to be proud of. 
I know. That's a hard question to answer, isn't it, Michael? It is. It really is. Yeah. And do you yeah. know what? Everyone says that. Everyone <laughs> sure. says that. Hey, listen, everyone. Michael Murray, COO at AAPD.com. Go to AAPD.com, and you can reach out to him. You can get him as a speaker. And let me tell you what, motivation is his middle name, no doubt about it. If you want a great speaker and a talented speaker on disability issues, it's Michael Murray. So, Michael, what message do you have to leave with our listeners today? I think I've said it the the whole time, which is we as people with disabilities um, have something valuable to offer, not in spite of our disabilities, but in part because of it. Um, and I, I promise all of you that at AAPD, I will continue to, to fight um, to ensure that our political and economic power is increased. I look forward to working with all of the disability community. I know that we're excited about the work we're doing. We're excited about where the disability community is headed, um, and I know that we're, we're going to continue to do really awesome things and, and show the world the, uh, the things that we offer. So I'm excited. Well, we are too, and we end every show with a quote, and Michael, thank you, by the way, for being our guest today. Oh, Joyce, thank you so much. It was an honor to be on here. I, I love you. I do. Well, feeling is mutual. We end every show with a quote, and today that quote fits Michael Murray. It is Ralph Waldo Emerson who said, nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you all next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.